Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of The Last Burn. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about unwritten rules in baseball with Fernando Tatis Jr. We'll recap some of the daily poll. Give our NFL predictions this week. I will give my NFL predictions. I've been posting those on TikTok. I'll break those down a little further for you. And then we'll end with our final burn, which will be top 10 running backs in the NFL. Let's get started. Okay, so we're going to jump in with baseball real quick. And honestly, um, baseball's kind of lost me personally as a fan. Um, not because the game isn't really enjoyable. Not because the pace of the game is bad. Um, baseball has this like this old guard, you know, that they, it feels like they're always so stubborn for change and like pushing against change and like entertainment. I think I think they forget that they're also in, in the entertainment business. And you know, earlier this week. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr. was was criticized for hitting a home run. <clears throat> excuse me, in a ten three game, um, hitting a grand slam, and and he was criticized by by both managers because it was a three zero count. And I've never under I I don't I just don't I just don't get it I don't understand it like. I'm trying to think of it from the perspective of, of other sports and what would be in trying to compare it to what baseball is like. And we have to keep in mind with baseball now, uh, a seven-run lead isn't really kind of a lot. Like, I mean, 10 years ago, a seven-run game was big. But, I mean, with with the way these guys are swinging – with the long ball in play, I mean, that seven-run game can go to two runs in an inning. And so I'm, I'm really just struggling with, you know, these unwritten rules in baseball. Imagine if, imagine if in NASCAR, for, for NASCAR fans out there, so you have a leader, okay, and the leader's lapping cars so you have to say they have the 20th place car imagine if the 20th place car who was a couple laps down wrecked the leader on purpose because they were outperforming them like it's a 3-0 pitch who cares he's not he don't he shouldn't have to stare at it throw a better pitch you know throw a pitch that is better that, you know, he isn't going to hit out of the park. Like, this is this is like trophies. Like, everyone gets a participation trophy society with this. Honestly, it, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, like, just play better, perform better, throw a better pitch. That won't happen. Imagine if the NFL, if, if it was third and 20 and you were down by 20 points, the other team had the ball. And they scored a touchdown, and you threw a fit because they scored a touchdown. Stop them. Like, if you don't want them to score, play harder, perform better, scheme better. Like, this idea that professional athletes have to cater and and everything like that is just, it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah, sure, 
little league run rules those those are fine like as you're learning the game but when as you as you get older perform better you know just just outperform your competition throw a better pitch and and Trevor Bauer Trevor Bauer said it best he said he told Tatis Jr keep swinging 3-0 if you want if you want to, no matter what the game situation is, because you're allowed to. Keep hitting homers, no matter what the situation is. It's great for the sport. Keep bringing energy and flash to baseball, making it fun. <laughs> like baseball should be embracing this type of, this type of play. Like, and he said the only thing you did wrong was apologize. Yeah, you don't need to apologize. So, some unwritten rules of baseball that are just absolutely insane. Don't steal bases when your team is way ahead. Oh my gosh. Seriously? I think, I actually think Tati stole third, like the next game or something like that, when their team was up. If you don't want the team to steal the base, throw them out. Like, it's not like that. When they steal, you, you're not allowed to do anything back. Throw them out. Outperform your competition. Don't bunt to break up a no-hitter. Uh, what? So, let me get this straight. Don't bunt to break up a no-hitter. If the, isn't the goal of the game to to win? If it's a one zero game, okay, you're down. Your team's down a one down down a run. The opposing pitcher has a no hitter going. If he walks the first batter, okay, and they get the sec and they get the next batter to second, okay, you're gonna bunt. And if and if you make it, that's on them. You don't have an obligation to swing to break up a no hitter. Like it's just it's just insanity. Like it's just it is just absolutely insanity. Let's see what else we have here. Don't flip your bat. Oh, big whoop. Someone flipped their bat when they hit a home run. Shucks. They flipped their bat. Have mercy. But, you know, when a pitcher throws the ball and they strike them out, oh, yeah, they can get all pumped up. They can stare them down, too. Like, come on. And then and then if they flip their bat, oh, you showed me up. I'm going to throw the ball at you. I'm going to throw a 90-mile-per-hour fastball. Hit you right in the back. Oh, because that's fair. Imagine if in the NBA, if – imagine if – you get dunked on. And as and as after you get dunked on, your retaliation is next time they jump you can bridge them and flip them. Imagine that. Honestly, it's insanity. It's insanity. If you don't like that they flip their bat, the next time you see them, strike them out, stare them down. What's wrong with that? I mean, it is, it is insane 
how sensitive baseball players are. Just so it, we're so sensitive. Let him hit a home run. Let him flip the bat. Oh, here's another one. Don't watch your homers land and circle the faith quickly. Have mercy. We have a. T Is there a timer on how quick you have to run the bases? Watch your home run. Admire your work. What's so? What's wrong with that? It's just. It's absolutely insanity. It's insanity about these these unwritten rules of baseball and you know and there's so many of them too. You're gonna offend. You're you're bound to get someone, and you're you're bound to upset someone at some point in your career over stuff that's just it's professional sports. Like that's all it is. It's pro sports. You have an you have a, you have a responsibility to try and stop the other team from you know from from being successful. It's it's just absolutely insane insane to me. We'll be right back on the last burn. Talk about the daily poll. All right, we're back on the last burn. This is gonna be a quick little segment about the daily poll that I did this week. Um, daily polls are posted at the last burn on Instagram. So uh, this week's first daily poll was about Joe uh, was about Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield. Who would you rather um, want on your team right now? Sixty four percent said Baker Mayfield. Thirty six percent said Joe Burrow and honestly I I would honestly agree um I think I think when you look at Baker Mayfield I think when you look at um his rookie year last year with the with the step down a little bit in performance um I think we know a lot more about Baker than we do about Joe Burrow uh Joe Burrow was basically a flash in the pan and I know a lot of people in Cincinnati are super excited um, about Joe's uh, ceiling, um, I just don't trust the Bengals organization. They are an absolute dumpster fire. Like, I don't think people realize that the Bengals are, and we'll talk about this more in a little bit, the Bengals, the Bengals are the Browns. They're the same. Okay? They are absolutely the, the same. And there's someone that the Bengals had on the, uh, that, that kind of covered up a lot of stink, and we'll talk about that later, um, about who that person was. Um, our next poll we did this week, uh, you get one quarterback for the next five years, who are you taking? Um, Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson? 60% said Lamar, and 40% said Russell Wilson. Um, I'm taking Russell Wilson. Um, I think you could make the argument that last year, Russell should have been the MVP, and he's only 29 He'll turn 30. No, I'm sorry. He, November 29th. He's 31. Um, he'll turn 32 in November. I'm taking Russell. I mean, I think he is. I think you can make the argument. He like when you talk about being valuable. Like I think Lamar was the best quarterback last year in the regular season, but I think Russell Wilson's the most valuable. I like. I don't think Seattle's that great of a roster. They're that great of a team. Um, they definitely don't have a top offensive line, and I, I honestly think Russell just covers up for a lot of that, and he kind of just he covers up the stink on what those are. And then last, I have my predictions out for um, the AFC division winners, which we'll break down here in a minute. 
and actually, I just, let's just let's just get rolling with those. Um, we'll talk NFC, AFC, NFC, NFL predictions. So I posted all these on TikTok. Um, I will post my AF, I still have to post my AFC South one. I will post that tonight, but you guys are going to get a little um, a little sneak peek on the pod first. So when we look at the NFC and we we look at these teams, I mean honest, honestly the NFC is just it's, it has a bunch of really good teams. So we're going we're going to break it down by division and then we'll give you our top 7 the, the teams that make the playoffs from there. So starting in the NFC North, I have the Packers going 10 and 6 and winning division. Okay? Now, here's the reason for that. Okay? So I think I think that this this Green Bay team is I don't think they're the best team. But they have Aaron Rodgers. As long as they're going they have Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be good. As long as Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, they're going to be good. And I honestly believe that. I believe as long as they have those those pieces in those situations, they're going to be fine. Plus, once you add, once you add that Jordan, that they drafted Jordan Love, who I like Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers are going to come extremely motivated to perform well. And and to perform well to prove to his head coach that hey you sh- you shouldn't have done this you should have got me some help and they and they should have they were a game away from the NFC title game last year i think they take a step back they go 10 and 6 vikings 9 and 7 the vikings take a step back they miss the playoffs they the, i have them as the ninth best team in in the NFC they go 9 and 7 um they lost their offensive coordinator um dalvin cook has been holding out which I don't really think is that big of a deal. And they're kind of due. They're kind of due to take a little step back. I have the Lions going 6-10. and 10. Um, I love Matthew Stafford. They just have the wrong head coach. They have nice weapons around Matthew Stafford. They just have the wrong head coach. I don't believe in Matt Patricia. And then uh, last place in, in the NFC North, we have the Chicago Bears. The Bears might have the best defense, but unfortunately, they don't have a quarterback. And if 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 they wouldn't have traded for Nick Foles, if they would have uh, got Cam Newton, this may be a different story that we're talking about, this Bears team. But they don't have a quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback in the NFL, you're not going to win. NFC South, which these, which these will come out tonight on TikTok as well. I have three teams from the NFC South making the playoffs. And you guys are probably going to – you guys are going to probably – Rip me for this. I got the Buccaneers going 11-5 and and winning the division. Two words, Tom Brady. I don't need to say anything else. They went 7-9 and nine last year, and everyone is forgetting how good the defense was the final stretch of the season. If Jameis Winston, Winston is not the quarterback, this team last year makes the playoffs, and they push a deep playoff run. Bruce Arians is that good of a head coach, people. The Saints go 11 and 5. They have Drew Brees. Drew Brees takes a step back. Honestly, he's older. I think his arm isn't capable of holding up a whole season. However, the the roster is just too it's too good. Ramcheck, 
at right tackle is phenomenal. Breeze, they have the best wide receiver in the league, arguably Michael Thomas. I mean, this, the roster is just loaded. And then here's my here's my seventh seed, the, the Atlanta Falcons. And I know a lot of people are going to push back on me picking Atlanta and three teams from the NFC South to get in. But let's just let's just look at Atlanta's Atlanta from last year. Okay. The only first off, the, the, those jerseys. They they it was a whiff. I mean, they they have the perfect throwback uniform. Just rock your throwbacks. They have they literally they have the perfect throwback uniform and they whiffed. But so Atlanta last year got off to an abysmal start. I mean, they they got well, they were one in seven. They were one in seven. Then they won. Then they go six and two. Down the stretch. They finished seven and nine. And let's talk about some of the teams they beat down the stretch. Okay, here we go. New Orleans. Playoff team. Tampa Bay. They lost, oh, sorry. Uh, San Francisco. Made this Super Bowl. I mean, they they beat some. They It's not like they didn't play any. They didn't play nobody. You know, I mean, they beat some good teams. Um, And Tampa wasn't terrible, like I said. So, I think I think we're kind of if this team can solve their offensive efficiency problem in the red zone. I like Atlanta. I think I think I think they have plenty of pieces to compete, and so I think they go ten and six. In fourth place, unfortunately, I have the Carolina Panthers. Carolina just. I think it's the wrong year to have a new head coach. I I like Teddy Bridgewater. I don't love Teddy Bridgewater. Christian McCaffrey is great. But there's too many new pieces, too little of a time to learn a new system, too many moving parts in, with COVID that I think that, honestly, I, I just think it's the wrong time to have a, have a new coach. They go 3-13. and 13. Okay, so next. When we, uh, what happened to my, what, what's going on with my phone? There we go. Okay, so next, NFC East. We have two teams making it from the NFC East. Eagles, 11-5. and five. Carson Wentz, I don't need to say anything else. Doug Peterson, uh, Darius Slay. They're f- actually going to have weapons on, on offense this year. It's just, it, just makes, it just makes sense that the Eagles get the two seed and go 11-5. and five. I also have the Cowboys going 11 and 5. I have the Eagles have a better division record than the Cowboys. So, the Eagles win the division, but the Cowboys go 11 and 5 and make the playoffs. I know I, I know it I don't want to sound like I'm being hypocritical, but there's a difference between the Panthers having a new head coach and the Cowboys having a new head coach. The Panthers head coach has never coached in the NFL. The Cowboys head coach has experience. He's won a Super Bowl. He has an experienced roster. Um I, I just think it's just one of those years where the Cowboys are, are ready and they perform well. Giants go 6-10, and 10, just too much unknowns. Joe Judge, Daniel Jones, I, 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 I like Danny Dimes. I think, he, I think he has potential. 
I love Saquon Barkley, but I just don't think the Giants and the and the and excuse me, the Washington football team are ready to compete. Um, Washington football teams go fi- goes five and eleven. Um, I just don't. I just think that the top two teams are the big difference between those and everyone else. And we'll finish with the NFC West, which arguably is the I think is the best division, possibly in all football. Um, all four teams are good. I wouldn't be shocked if any of the four teams made the playoffs. Um, I, but I, I think they kind of just cannibalize and they kind of just eat themselves. Um, especially the bottom three. Niners go twelve and four. They're the one seed in the NFC. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be the one seed again. I think they're better on on defense. I think they're going to be better on offense with the addition of um, Trent Williams at left tackle. And then I just think they're overall going to be better. They run the ball. I don't have any doubts about Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the system's perfect for him. So I I look at the Niners to to repeat and and get the one seed. Uh, Rams go nine and seven. Seahawks eight and eight. And the Cardinals finish up at seven and nine. All three of these teams are really close to me. I give the Rams the advantage because I actually think they have the better defense of of those three teams. I think when you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, I think Jalen Ramsey's going to be extremely motivated to play well in a contract year. So we'll break that down. One seed, NFC, San Francisco 49ers. They get the bye week. Eagles get the two seed. Bucks get the three seed. Four goes to the Packers. Five goes to the Cowboys. Six, Saints, and seven, Falcons. So our playoff matchups for the wild card would be um, the Falcons go to the Eagles. Uh, the Saints go to the Bucks, And then... Uh, let's see. And then the Cowboys go t- back to Green Bay, which would be an amazing matchup since the last time they went um, to Green Bay in the playoffs was the the Dez caught it, which he did catch it, and it, it's, it was clear as day. So when we get back on the last burn, we're going to break down some AFC football, and we'll be right back on the last burn. All right, welcome back to the last burn. Now we're going to – transition to the AFC. We're going to start with the AFC North and give our predictions. Um, I have the Ravens as the two seed in the AFC going 11 and five. I think the Ravens might have the best roster in the AFC, but I I do think the chiefs have the better quarterback. And I think that's the difference. Um, I think the Ravens have just more, a little more depth um, than Kansas city. I like, I like the Ravens offensive line. I like their defensive line linebackers uh, and secondary. I just think there's so much depth to this team that um, Eric DaCosta has done a really good job building this roster. In the, uh, second place in the AFC North, the Browns finally break their playoff drought. Okay, listen, this team last year was all the hype, and then Tennessee went in there and just put a beat down on them week one. Have you heard anything about Cleveland this year? Nope. Crickets. It's, I'm telling you, this is going to be, this is the season, okay? Last year was, last year they weren't ready to, to live up to the hype. And there was so much question marks with Freddie Kitchen already, all right? And that's why I didn't buy into it last year. I, th- I like, obviously, I felt like, I felt like there was going to be a regression with Break- Baker Mayfield last year, and there was. But this year, we're going to find out about Baker Mayfield, we're going to find out what he is. There's no more excuses. Year one, oh, it's Hugh. Because Hugh is coming off an 0-16 season. It's Hugh's fault. Okay, he gets a pass. 
So, and they fired Hugh midseason. They take over. Baker plays well. Okay. Year two, all the hype. Freddie Kitchens, his guy. They got because he worked well with Baker. Didn't pan out. Freddie's fault. Oh, he didn't have an offensive line. Okay, well, now they got Kevin Stefanski, who I think is the perfect head coach for him. Play action offense, run the ball, bootlegs. That scheme is perfect for Baker Mayfield and his skill set. And not to mention the weapons that he has around him. Let me just name a couple for you. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Hollywood Higgins, David Njoku, Austin Hooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nick Chubb, second place last year in rushing, Kareem Hunt, and then they solved their tackle problem. The interior of their offensive line was good. They solved their tackle problem. They went out and drafted um, Wills, and then they, they signed Jack Conklin. I think it's no more excuses. I don't think a third-year quarterback has had this good of a roster in a long time on, on offense. Even Patrick Mahomes with his third year last year. I, honestly, I think like this, this Browns roster is loaded. So I think they make the playoffs. I think the AFC North does sneak in three teams. I have a bunch of 8-8 eight and eight teams in the AFC. But I think the Steelers sneak in with the 7 seed at 8-8. Eight and eight. And I th- this was a this could, Mike Tomlin did an incredible job last year. This was a playoff team last year. This team had an opportunity to make to advance then into the playoffs. They squandered a couple games down the stretch. Um without, because they didn't have a quarterback. Big Ben returns. I think they're a playoff team. And last the Bengals. The Bengals are the worst. They are currently the worst team, the worst ownership in the NFL. Marvin Lewis hid so much. Like if you if you ever get time, TJ Hushmanzada talks about what the Bengals were before Marvin Lewis got there. It is incredible. So um then we're gonna transition to AFC South. Listen, there's no reason the Titans should not win the division this year. They have continuity, consistency consistency, players coming back. All eleven players on offense were there last year. There is no reason. There's no reason why this team shouldn't repeat. I have them going 11 and 5. Colts 8 and 8. I like Philip Rivers. I like the roster. I just think that I I just think they miss out. They barely miss out in the playoffs. Would I be shocked if the Colts went 9 7 10 and 6? I would not. Texans take a step back 6 and 10. Listen, Bill O'Brien the GM consistently makes it hard on Bill O'Brien the head coach to be successful. Trade away D-Hop. They have two receivers that are incredibly injury prone. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I think I think he's going to be in. I, I, just, I just don't think it's the best situation. Jacksonville's terrible. They go 4-12. Jacksonville's terrible. They're tanking. AFC East, I have the Jets winning the division. Don't kill me for that. They go 9-7. Listen, the Jets, won, the Jets won six of their last eight games last year. Adam Gase has a winning record when Sam Darnold and Ryan Tannehill play. A winning record. 
I know we like to pick on Gase and think he's he can't connect with players and stuff like that, but the guy can coach. They go nine and seven. Bills go eight and eight. They sneak in the playoffs too. Um, I like the Bills roster. I don't like their quarterback. I just don't think they have one. Um, I think there's other options out there for Josh Allen. I think at this point, uh, he has proven that he cannot be a proficient passer. Dolphins go six and ten. Uh, there's a lot of unknown with the quarterback position with Tua and Tua's health and if Tua plays. Patriots go five and eleven. They're not. I just. I think they're tanking. I think they're competitively. No, I don't think they're tanking. Let me rephrase that. I think they're competitively tanking. Strategically pank, tanking. Is that a, is is that something I can say? Is that a, is that a thing? Strategically tanking. Like all these defensive players opting out. Come on now. This is Bill Belichick we're talking about. Have you seen Trevor Lawrence play football? Have you seen Justin Fields play football? AFC West, Chiefs go 12-4. and four. There's no reason why, as long as uh, Patrick Mahomes has Andy Reid, that they should not win that division. Broncos, I have them uh, just missing the playoffs at 8-8, eight and eight too. Look at that. Every team I have, I have four 8-8 eight and eight, eight, eight and eight teams. That won't happen, but hey, guess what? My prediction's not yours. Broncos go 8-8. Eight and eight. They just missed the playoffs, too. Don't be shocked if Denver sneaks in the playoffs, though. It's all going to be determined on um, Drew Locke and if Drew Locke is a franchise quarterback or not. I mean, Denver has a sneaky good roster. I don't like their offensive line. Uh, Juwan James just got hurt again. Uh, Garrett Bowles, I think, just got called for another holding. And... Um, I mean, the weapons, Melvin Gordon, Philip Philip Lindsay, drafted Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, uh, KJ Hamler. Um, it's got Drew Locke has some weapons, so it's going to be. I, I think they, I think they're going to be competitive. And then Chargers go seven nine. Love the Chargers defense. They don't have a quarterback that I trust. Um, I don't, I don't know if Herbert's going to play, um, but I think, I think there's nothing wrong with starting Terod Taylor. But I think any team that has Terod as the quarterback um, has a ceiling and a, and a floor, and it's somewhere between 7-9, 9-7. So they go 7-9. Raiders go 6-10, and 10, unless, of course, they start Marcus Mariota. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. I'm just kidding. Um, I like the Raiders. <laughs> this is so tough. I like the Raiders team. Like, I like their offensive line. Uh, I don't. I just don't like their quarterback. I don't. I. I think. Th- I think they're a year away from, from making the playoffs. So that is our AFC predictions for this season. So let's run through that one more time. Number one seed Chiefs. They get the bye. Then our playoff matchups: the Ravens host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. What a matchup. The best rivalry, the best rivalry in the NFL. Then the Titans host the Bills. Honestly, this is a terrible. This would be a terrible matchup for the Titans because some reason the Titans can't beat the Bills. I don't. I don't understand why, but for some reason they cannot beat the Bills. But would be interesting. Also, rematch playoff game of the Music City Miracle. I think that's the last time they met. In Nashville during the playoffs was a Music City Miracle. And our 4-5 and five matchup, the Jets host the Cleveland Browns. A rematch of, of Monday Night Football last year 
where the Browns put it on them. But, of course, uh, the, the Jets were playing their third-string quarterback. When we come back on the last burn, we're going to rank our top ten running backs of this NFL season. We'll be right back. All right, here we go. Final burn, top ten running backs in the NFL, rapid style. Rapid style. Here we go. Number ten, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake is super talented. Um, I love that he has Kyler Murray. I think he has a, another great season this year. He's the 10th best running back in the league. Number nine, Josh Jacobs. He runs behind the, those road graders in Oakland. Uh, great rookie season. I think he takes another step this year. Number eight, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook with Minnesota. Holding out right now. As long as he plays, he'll be a top 10 running back. Number seven, Aaron Jones in that Matt LaFleur system with Aaron Rodgers. He, he continues to flourish. Number six, Nick Chubb, was second in rushing last year. Would have been first um, if Freddie Kitchens actually would have gave him the ball week 17 in Cincinnati. Alvin Kamara, number five. No reason why this guy should not be number five. Super talented, um, kind of a dual threat, uh, running, catching out of the backfield. Number four, Zeke. Bounces back this year. I think he had 1,600 yards last year. Um, I think... I think Zeke is a top five running back. I think full offseason, no contract situation. Zeke's ready to bounce back. Number three, Saquon Barkley. Saquon is tremendous. Um, eventually, hopefully, uh, the Giants will put a, a roster, a complete roster around them, and we don't feel like we're wasting Saquon's talent in, in New York. Number two, please don't kill me for this, Christian McCaffrey is the second best running back in the league this year. And number one, from Tennessee, just got paid Derrick Henry and let me let me explain real quick why I have Derrick Henry number one okay I, if you polled defensive players in the NFL and you said Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry get 25 carries a game who would you rather play against they would rather play against Christian McCaffrey I'm telling you there is a mental aspect to tackling Derrick Henry for four quarters that's different that wears on you for big guys it wears on you for people that for, for little guys for not little guys are bigger than me for people in the, for secondary players for defensive backs and safeties to have to tackle Derrick Henry over and over again 25 times it wears on you it's why Tennessee is always going to be in football games because they run the ball that's, that's honestly why they're going to be in all right, we're going to close things up when we come back on The Last Burn. All right, you guys, we just want to stop in and say thanks for tuning in to The Last Burn. Podcasts drop every single Friday. So please follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at The Last Burn. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, anything that you get your podcast or consume your podcast at. That's where, where we will be available. T-shirts are available. Go to Instagram. Link is in the bio. We'll be back next week. As always, if you have any questions, anything you want to add, please just shoot us a comment. We'll add you on the podcast, and we'll see you next week on The Last Burn. Take care.